Hey there, CDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And if you're listening to this when it's released, then it's Wednesday, February 10, 2021, which means it's time for another Wednesday meditation. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am, uh, Glad you realize that today is not Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, totally missed that. (laughs) But that's all right. There was a song that said, uh, Back in the day, Lord, you know I'm only human. And humans forget. <laughs> so remind me. <laughs> Anybody remember singing that song back in the day? Mm-hmm. Remind me, dear Lord. This morning, as we begin uh, with our moments of prayer, I have a few things that I would like for you to consider. And as you consider these things, if you would, consider them not religiously. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes church stuff can just, uh, in some cases, be a sign of lip service. And you really don't believe it. I need you to believe that things can happen. The scripture says all things are possible to those who believe. I know that I'm quoting that from a book that many of us have read that was typically translated by white people, but it's still the same text from the mouth of God. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I wanted to bring that up just to sting you a little bit so your mind will be perky. You know where I'm going this morning. But I need you to believe in your text, in your, in your, your prayers this morning. Now, I'm not going to sit here and try to fight you on your perspective, on your thoughts, should I say, because I know where your mind is. You had your TVs on yesterday between the hours of 1 p.m. and 5.30. Some of you went past 5.30 because you had to listen to the commentary that followed. I don't know why, but you did. That's fine. And in paying attention... You saw some things. You were reminded. And and in many cases, you were enlightened because you got views that you did not get before. You saw the acts of just a month and four days ago from a perspective that was not shown to you on that faithful day. 
And so I ask you to consider your prayers while you're sitting there in your room with your coffee in your, your hand. You can think about, pray for six people. They need your prayers this morning. You may not know who they are, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to ask you to send prayers up to Maine. There's a lady up there by the name of Susan Collins. She's going to need your help this morning. I know she's a Republican. I know we don't like them people, some of us. But but if you want a balance, if you don't want this country tore up, you need Susan Collins this morning. We can disagree on policy, but we can't disagree on people. God created us all. And there are those who wish to not only disrupt the side by which you despise, but the side by which you align. So it's up to those persons who are willing to not focus on a second civil war, but focus on really maintaining these states united. You need that maintain. You can't afford a civil war. You only got two cents. They'll take that in civil war. Pray for Susan Collins up in Maine. Then after you leave Maine, go over there and pray for Bill Cassidy. Bill Cassidy is from another part of the country. You may know where it is. I'm not going to tell you because it won't in my notes. But Bill Cassidy is over there in Maryland. Excuse me, that's a lie. Illinois. So we're going to leave Maine and we're going to go west. We're going to go down Illinois. We're going to pray for him. And then we're going to leave Illinois and go over to Utah. Y'all don't have a problem going on a ride this morning. I hope not. I already took you before I asked you if you wanted to go. We're going over to Utah. We're praying for Mitt Romney over there. We're going to need your prayers. We're going to pray for the devil and the lion. He needs a prayer too. We over there in Utah, for those of you who didn't hear me, we're praying for Mitt Romney. And then we realized that we probably should have made another stop before we got to Utah. That's all right. That's why they got reversed in the call. We could just make a U-turn. We're on a journey today. We don't got to worry about doing things in order. But let's make a U-turn and come on back to Oklahoma. You got a brother down there by the name of Ben Sass. 
He's going to need your prayers this morning. And then after you leave Oklahoma, we're going to go down to Alaska. There's a lady down there by the name of Lisa Murkowski. She's going to need you this morning. And then let's get in our little speed mobile. We're going to head up just right above us, maybe about six, seven hours north from here to Pennsylvania. There's a guy by the name of Pat Toomey. He's going to need you this morning. Now, while we're on this journey, while we're praying, let's go back to Indiana. We've got to rebuke somebody down there. Going down there to rebuke the mouth of Mike Brom, who says, and I quote, the world will eventually get in line. The devil is a lie. He's getting in line. This hatred is raging. It is evolving and it is elevating itself. And while you're down there in Indiana, go back to Ohio. Miss Josh Harley is there. Go down to Texas. Mr. Ted Cruz is there. As the old saints say, rebuke the devil out the mind. And then, while you're praying, believe. Believe for 11 more. That's all they need. Now, we'll talk about later why that's important and why you think you should do this. But I'm telling you, this nation needs the Lord at this moment. And then, while you're praying, because you're asking yourself, why is this important? Well, I ask you a question. I invite you to go in your Google machine and look up at the wall of the house chamber. And let the question ask you. Why is on the wall, in God we trust? subscribed or inscribed and yet subscribed as a man whose theories contradict the God that's in that wall. That's why we need the Lord this morning. There's no other way to respond that will not get us in trouble. So this morning we pray 
Then we ask you why you're praying. We're in the midst of another crisis. We're still getting sick. We need shots in our arms. Pray that that goes well. Finally, we need to recover. Not just spiritually, not just politically, not just physically, but we need to recover economically. Pray as they discuss how to do that effectively. That all people will get included in this conversation. Would you pray for that this morning? While you are quietly praying or continuing to pray, Sister Clarice will finish out this section and move on with her responsibilities. Good morning, saints. Good morning. The Lord put it on my heart to remind you today, to remind us today, that his mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. We're not stuck in our failures of yesterday because his mercies are new every morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a new day, a clean slate, a chance to start afresh. We messed up yesterday, but we start out anew today. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your loving kindness. Speak to us today, Father. Help us to hear your your kind, sweet, gentle voice. In Jesus' name, amen. And today's lyrical meditation is a song by Louis Armstrong. And it is, it's, um, I went on uh, Google and I had to hear it. And I recommend that you go and, and if you can, go find it. The title is Go Down Moses because I can't read it the way he can sing it. Okay, let's Go Down Moses by Louis Armstrong. Go down, Moses, way down in Egypt land. Tell all Pharaoh to let my people go. When Israel was in Egypt's land, let my people go. Oppressed so hard they could not stand, let my people go. So the Lord said, go down, Moses, way down in Egypt's land. Tell all Pharaoh to let my people go. So Moses went to Egypt's land, let my people go. 
He made all Pharaohs understand, let my people go. Yes, the Lord said, go down, Moses, way down in Egypt's land. Tell all Pharaohs to let my people go. Thus spoke the Lord, old Moses said, let my people go. If not, I'll smite the firstborn's dead. Let my people go. God, the Lord, said, Go down, Moses, way down in Egypt's land. Tell all Pharaohs to let my people go. Tell all Pharaohs to let my people go. Amen. My people go. Let my people go. Amen. Yeah, let us go. <laughs> but I don't know if you remember that okay. song. Mama Bell played that this past Sunday. Yes, she did. Uh-huh. That was a part of her her rendition, if you will, that she did so beautifully this past Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I got a couple things. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I got a couple things I want to put in your mind. Uh, Mama Bell got her ideas. I got mine. That's how we roll around here. Mm-hmm. I want to give you a few verses uh, to read or to just chew on, if you will. Romans 15 and verse 4 says, For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement of the scripture. I want you to read that and put that in your mind right there. And then from there, I want you to go over to Exodus chapter 1, verse 8 through 10. I need you to write all these down. I need you to read these in this order for me. You're going to see the pattern here in a minute. Go back to Romans chapter 15. I'm going to read that again. Just write it down, Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scripture. In Exodus chapter 1, 
verse 8 through 10 says, A new king came to power in Egypt who did not know Joseph. He spoke to his people in alarm. I'm reading from the message translation. There are way too many of these Israelites for us to handle. We've got to do something. Let us devise a plan to contain them. Lest if there's a war, they should join our enemies or just walk off and leave us. And then the final verse I would like for you to put in your repertoire for encouragement this morning is Psalms 23, verse 4. Even though I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, why did I put those three together? Very fascinating how a collaboration of verses can come together and mean something very significant. It's kind of a preacher's thing. They have a way of interpreting things and different ideas or with different ideas collaborating thoughts and what have you. And so I looked at the current situation of our time, and I said, how do you find this in the Bible? And then I was talking to some young agnostic people. There's a difference between agnostic and atheist. The atheists are the ones who don't believe in God. The agnostic ones are the ones who, uh, there's a little hope for them, if you will. They haven't jumped off the curve yet. Crossed the river, if you will. And those agnostic people sat down and talked to me. Said, Brother Preacher, I don't like how they called me, but that's all right. Anytime somebody go, Brother Preacher, watch out. They, 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 that's, that's, that's when trouble starts. Brother Preacher is not necessarily a, a good connotation, if you will. They're ready to fight. Brother Preacher! And I said, huh? They said, you know, that Bible that we have lived and died by, was written by King James over in England. I said, that's right. It was translated, but that's right. And you know, he translated that Bible because he didn't like the other Bible because the other Bible didn't speak to what he wanted the Bible to say. That's right. So how do you follow a book that was written by a man who had an agenda. Well, 
It's a simple answer to that. The Bible says that thy word have I hid in my heart that I. Blessed are those who have not seen it, yet they believe. I didn't ask you to believe in words on a paper. I asked you to believe in the person who those words represent. And then you say, well, that's a good argument. But that does not speak to our people. Another gentleman in that group who happened to be of the white persuasion emboldened that statement and said, yes, your people have been the brute argument, have suffered the most at the hands of this book. I said, that is true in some cases. But when you say, I don't believe in the God that inspired the book, that's when we have a conversation. We can disagree in the book. There's 40 million of them. There's the message translation, the HIBC, the ABCD, the EAFG. They're all different translations, all written for different ideas and subscribed in different perspectives with different language barriers in mind. They're translated to appeal to the culture by which it represents. And in some cases, yes, the Bible has been used to fit the cultures by which we live. That is true. But there's a little piece in there that I invite you to find. Go on a scavenger hunt. I ain't going to tell you where it is because I want to be funny today. But if you go on that scavenger hunt, you'll see over there something that says, try me and see. The good thing about God is you don't have to take his word for nothing. You can test drive it. So when you find a scripture, try it. Watch and see if you follow it, will it happen for you? That's why you follow your faith. Because it is personal and it is alive. It is not left to the interpretation or the translation of flawed individuals but it still can be spoken through by a live source that actually wrote it. The same person that spoke to Moses in the backside of the desert can speak to you. The same person that spoke to John on the Isle of Patmos can speak to you. So that's why you follow. But I got to get back to my point because we're on a journey. That was the subtext to it. I hate Wednesday. 
I don't have an hour to do what I need to do. But we're going to make it work. Because when you look at our text, all three of them, I hope that you can subscribe to a theory of hope. Number one, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. That's what Solomon said back yonder. There's nothing new under the sun. He also said that as well. The things that are written in the scripture was written for our forelearning. Yes, there was a group of people who felt that they were better and felt that they could control. That's what Exodus chapter 1, verse 8 through 10 suggests. But if you read down, hey, Moses, go down to Egypt's land. Tell them, let my people go. And the same God that sent Moses down into Egypt to free the people from their oppressive situations, it's the same God that can free this nation from its oppressiveness. The same God that freed Egypt out of a mental bondage is the same God that can free each and every one of us out of our mental bondages. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. Our political divisiveness, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Our religious dissension, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Our racial disconnect, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Our personal perspectives that cause us to hate others, Pharaoh. Pharaoh, let my people go. I processed that over the past few days as I watched the events unfold just 140-something miles north here. I looked at that wall, as I said earlier. That wall has inscribed on it right above the house chamber. In God we trust. That's amazing. That is inscribed there. I wonder why it's there. Is God a synonym for a political leader? 
Is God a synonym for a set of ideals? Is God a synonym for personal perspective? If God we trust is described high above the wall, but down on the floor in reality, we trust in 2 Corinthians. And not the book, the one who said 2 Corinthians. I still watch people who step into pulpits every Sunday still encouraging a man not God a man who refuse to see other people's struggles our political dissension should not be based on our personal feelings, it should be based on the Bible. How can you love God who you have not seen? I don't understand how Christians are on different sides of the political spectrum. Your faith is your politics, and your politics is your faith. And if you have a dissension amongst your own brothers and sisters, we have a problem. These people who are fine with the destruction of their black and brown brothers and sisters in the middle of our streets, and yet... They're happy because their precious Israel has been protected. I have a problem. With that. Our politics is our faith, and our faith is our politics, and somewhere there is a problem. Somewhere there is a disconnect. And that is why my young agnostic brothers and sisters came to me and said, Brother Preacher, we need to have a talk. Because something just doesn't make sense. So this morning, you go about your day, I ask you a question. Is your politics your faith and is your faith your politics? Do you see the world through the eyes of the God that we claim to trust? Or do we see it? through the society that runs amongst the ground. I believe that statement is written up on that wall in God We Trust is up there high, you know. That's high up there. It is a synonym 
It represents the God that sits high and looks low. Beholding the good of the just and the unjust. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. A whole lot of folks are going to be let go here in a minute. A whole lot of pharaohs find themselves proverbially drowned in the Red Sea. Watch what I tell you. God has sent his Moses down to Egypt's land. He'll be there in a minute. You watch what I tell you. Pharaoh, Pharaoh, you listen to me from the tip of Texas. You listen to me out there at Mar-a-Lago. You listen to me in Ohio. You listen to me. You wish you had soon. Your hold is weakening. Your grasp is being pried. There's a proverbial crowbar going between your hands. You listen to me. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Let my people go. You hear me, preacher? I hope your lectures is paid off. It might get repossessed here in a minute. Pharaoh, I hope your house is paid for. It might get foreclosed on, Pharaoh. Let my people go. And then personally. Inside of your own mind and heart. It's a wonderful time to come and call in and fellowship and listen to me talk. I like to hear myself talk too. It's beautiful when I talk. Sometimes I just talk to myself just because it's, it's, it's pretty. I sit down when I'm writing these conversations. I say, Preach, Brother EDB. Thank you, Brother. I'm going to preach myself. It's all right. But inside of our own mind, it's it's easy to hear it, but it's hard to believe it. It's hard to see what can and cannot happen. It's hard to have faith. I need you to know There's two things that attach themselves to faith. Number one, it makes you tired, and number two, it makes you weary. The tiredness comes because the Red Sea was parted, yes, but Moses had to hold his arms up. That was hard. 
Then you get down to the Jordan. And it wasn't until they were drowning that the waters separated. That's weary. Some of us are holding our arms and we're tired and we're proverbially drowning and we're weary, but yea, though I walk through the valley. The English language is pretty. Through means just that. I'm going through I'm going through No matter what others May do The world behind Heaven In view Praise the Lord I'm going through Sister Clarice Amen. Brother Eric, I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I'm so glad that Jesus told Pharaoh, let my people go. If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Father God, we put our trust in you. And we thank you for those who made sacrifices for us. Those who worked and died and bled to deliver us from Egypt land. Most of all, thank you for Christ Jesus who gave his life to buy victory for us in our ultimate struggle, our struggle with sin. Thank you, Father. We thank you indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>